everyone, it's Mark. Today's episode is sponsored by Paint Care. Paint Care is the industry's own solution for the problem of post-consumer paint waste. The organization has already collected over 50 million gallons and redirected them from landfills and waterways. Paint Care currently operates in 10 states and the District of Columbia with New York, the 11th state, coming online in May of 2022. Paint Care is both good for the environment and your business. 35% of dealers who sign up to be a Paint Care drop-off location report new customers shopping in their store as a direct result of their participation in Paint Care. To learn more about Paint Care, go to paintcare.org forward slash retailers. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. With me today on my podcast is the president of True Value Manufacturing and General Paint, which is owned by True Value, and that's John Vanderpool. John is a terrific dude. He's been in the paint industry all of his career, seven years as the president of True Value. But before that, he spent about 30 years working for Benjamin Moore, both running their company-owned stores in Chicago when they did own them back in the day as part of the Indecor group, that's now the group of JC Lick stores in Chicagoland, as well as managing their national accounts efforts for a number of years. And so John now is the president of True Value and General Pain. And, and it's interesting because True Value and General are one of the least known of the major brands in our channel. Right. And everybody obviously uh, knows who Benjamin Moore is and PPG. And despite their small size, because they're owned by Sharon Williams, everybody knows the Pratt and Lambert and some of the other brands on our channel, Farrell and Ball. And as you get sort of down below that to the less known brands, you get into some of the Ace products, many of which are made by Benjamin Moore. And, and you get into some of these other manufacturers that are in the space with us, but generally speaking, are unknown for one reason or another. And, and general and true value is, is one of those manufacturers. I don't know their size and we don't get into it, but with 4,500 stores, you know, they must be doing somewhere in the several hundred millions of dollars worth of paint sales alone. And, and I've actually been to their manufacturing facility before I'd done probably a decade or, or perhaps more ago, I had done a consulting job for a company that was having true value do some manufacturing for them. And so I've been to their facility in Cary, Illinois, and, and it is a really impressive facility. We talk about that a little bit, John and I do in our episode. They're one of the few, he claims the only manufacturer in the United States that manufactures coatings, that's oil-based and latex coatings in a facility that also manufactures brushes, rollers, and other paint applicators. So they're a really cool operation. I had actually reached out to John, like a lot of these podcasts, they start with a message on LinkedIn. I see something in their profile or something in a post that they put up, which strikes me as interesting. And, and that's what happened here with John. And, and so I, I felt that dealers would be interested in knowing what's going on, particularly, I'm not advocating, this is not a sponsored episode. I'm not advocating that anybody be in touch or buy any particular products, but in a time when shortages are problem and, and uh, remain a problem for independent paint retailers, it's a good idea 
uh, to have knowledge of what the other paint manufacturers are doing and, and how they're handling the situation. And possibly down the road, if dealers find themselves in a difficult situation due to shortages, you know, hopefully I've helped create a little bit more knowledge of, of how they could, who they can call to, uh, to resolve some of those problems. So John and I have a really cool conversation. Uh, you're going to get to learn a little bit about true value and what it is to be a true value dealer. You don't need to be a true value dealer to access their paint program, but, but what comes with the program. And so I really learned a lot. And, and so I hope that you do as well. And before we get into it, let me start by just doing a shout out to uh, the dealer who provided me with the swag for this episode. And that's Todd Ziegelbaum at Townline Paint in Malden, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Todd is one of the first six dealers on my Revolution e-commerce platform. And since Todd and I put up his site about a year ago, he and I have had an opportunity to work together quite a bit and, and get to know each other. He's a really successful operator and a, and a dynamite dude. Uh, he's got a great staff. He really engages them in the management of his store. And, and that explains why they continue to have so much success. So Todd, thank you so much for, for sending me this swag for the day of all the stuff that I've gotten, Todd, by far. Look at this with the, the white piping on the shoulders. By far, this is the highest class swag anybody has sent me. So I'm really grateful. Best of luck, continued success. Uh, I look forward to doing more websites with you. Thank you, as always, for the ongoing support of the work I'm doing with independent retailers. So let's hear from John Vanderpool. Hey, everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. With me today on my podcast is John Vanderpool. John is the president of True Value Manufacturing and General Paint Manufacturing. John, how are you today? Great, Mark. It's great to be with you. Thanks. Thanks so much for making the time. So, John, how long have you been at True Value? Mark, I'm going on my uh, seventh year at True Value. And, um, you know, my current role is divisional. Uh, president for True Value Manufacturing and General Paint Manufacturing. So, but like you, Mark, been in the industry. I had a, a fabulous career at Benjamin Moore for 31 years, and you get you get this paint in your blood, you know, and it, it's hard to get out. And uh, but uh, I, I've really been blessed with a a great career, and I hope for many many more years. But I love being at True Value, True Value Manufacturing. We have a great team here. You know, it's interesting, General Paint and, and True Value is probably the largest manufacturer of paint that independent retailers in general know the least amount about, you know. You're a little off the beaten path from where a typical paint and decorating store might come across you. Tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, well, first, Mark, thank you for having me today. You know, it's really an honor to be with you. True Value Manufacturing has been around for quite some time, and actually General Paint Manufacturing will celebrate our 100th anniversary this coming year. And, you know, we are a really primarily focused for many, many years, decades, frankly, on helping the True Value retailers support one of their top categories, which is paint. So we, uh, our cornerstone is, is making a high quality product for these independent True Value retailers. And our brand is the Easy Care brand. And, you know, outside of the hardware channel, you're right, Mark, there's not many independent paint retailers that really know a lot about us. So, but we are a hidden gem out here in Cary, Illinois, which is, Mark, it's about 30 miles directly west of O'Hare. So if you land at O'Hare and you, you get in the car, you go 30 miles west and you'll run into Cary, Illinois. And 
that's where we have this frankly magnificent uh, facility. So I actually wanted to talk about that facility, John, because I had been there once before a number of years ago. If I'm not mistaken, you guys were connected with Mythic Paint. And I was doing uh, some sort of consulting gig or something for them. And, and I ended up going out there. You guys have really an impressive facility out there. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? This is a facility of about 600,000 square feet. And it's the most unique factory in North America in that we make latex paint, oil-based paint, cleaning chemicals, hand soaps, applicators, and aerosols all under one roof here. And, you know, there's a lot of factories, a lot of great factories in North America. And, you know, a factory will make latex and oil, but they don't necessarily make latex oil, aerosols, cleaning chemicals, and applicators. So, you know, we have a very talented team here, a mixture of veterans that have been here for three or four decades. And then we have some new talent that have come in. And it's really these associates that make this place special with all the equipment and you know, 600,000 square feet under one roof, making all these products is really unique in the marketplace. And so you guys are making uh, not just paints, you're making all of the applicators. Are you warehousing that? Are you making all of that? And our applicators are branded under Master Painter. That's the brand that we go to market with. But we, we make a lot of applicators here and obviously a lot of latex and oil, aerosol. So a lot of product. And so the products that you guys are making, are they available through the entire independent channel? Or are you guys like a dealer-owned co-op, like an all-pro, or where you're just limited to the dealers that are members? Uh, it's a great question, Mark. True Value is no longer a, a co-op, um, and we are independently owned. And so we, our focus remains, you know, providing the very best products for all independents. And obviously, you know, uh, true value retailers are key to us and will always be key to us. And however, you know, we, we are focused on growing our business and we look to any independents out there, paint and decorating stores, other hardware stores that we can support and, and help them in their local communities be successful. And how does that work if you're not a member of True Value? Can they just uh, buy the paints like you would from any other manufacturer? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, Mark, um, we were very fortunate to be brought into the All Pro group. In fact, it was uh, October was our first All Pro meeting as, as a vendor there. In yep. terms of bringing the, the best uh, paint and decorating retailers together uh, as, as one organization. So getting in front of those, we felt a lot of enthusiasm for our products and we've been very fortunate to take advantage of, of those relationships and, and we're selling a lot of product, but frankly, anyone can, any independent retailer can reach out to us and we are more than happy to talk to them about ways we can support their business. The true value membership as separate from the paint purchasing is, how does that work for, for a retailer? Yeah, so we have 13 distribution points across the United States. And uh, from a manufacturing standpoint, the Cary facility is our only manufacturing site. But we service uh, well over 4,500 different uh, retailers. And we actually- Mostly are, hardware stores, right? That's Mostly that's, hardware stores, yeah. yes. That really is the, the, let's say, the genesis of our business. 
However, there's been a lot of growth in terms of not just paint and decorating stores, but also lumber yards, believe it or not, home and garden show places. So large nurseries. So we, we have a very robust channel strategy, but it is really focused around the independent uh, retailer. And how have you guys, uh, I know most manufacturers I'm talking with these days are dealing with issues related to the supply chain and, and shortages of raw materials. How are you guys finding the ability or capacity to grow in a time like that? But Mark, we've been very fortunate here. We have actually three labs. We have a, a R&D lab for latex and R&D lab for oil and specialty coatings. And then we have a color lab. And given our size, we've been able to um, work with our suppliers, our vendors, with our R&D team here, and where possible, come up with some alternatives. And for the most part, I have to say I'm super proud of, of the way we've been able to be flexible to get product out to our retailers. And, you know, it, it's far from perfect, let me tell you. We, it's certainly challenging. Yeah. But I think our retailers do know that we're trying hard and we've been able to keep them in stock on most of the products. Not all, but certainly most of the products. Right. And, and so you mentioned earlier about uh, uh, the Color Lab, and that's interesting because one of the questions I wanted to ask you, your company, as well as you know, all the others, have introduced their Color of the Year in anticipation, obviously, of, of the new year. And I've always been curious myself, what exactly uh, the color of the year does well, for a manufacturer? And why this year, it seems that so many companies went with a, a green. I was wondering if you could shed a little light on that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Yes, of course, it just, you know, the the color lab is critical to us, right? Because in our industry, Mark, you know it, you've done it for so many years, you know, Color is really what sells paint, right? Yeah. And yep. so for us, picking the color of the year is really important, especially in the times that we're in right now, because picking the color of the year, it's not just about the color trend, but for us, it's about how consumers are feeling. What's their feeling going on? And during this pandemic, you know, we wanted to kind of capture that feeling that's going on in the marketplace right now. We actually selected two colors of the year. The first one is a green, we call it Elm Street. And the other one is Brilliant Berry. And those two colors not only go together harmoniously, but they also give a feeling of the sentiment that's out there right now in the marketplace. And we actually are starting to see, you know, kind of an uplifting feeling out there. And we wanted to capture that. And so how do manufacturers use or hope the color of the year will, will drive attention to their brands? So the way we look at it is, you know, one, if you're not having a color of the year, that doesn't give our retailers the opportunity to get in front of consumers and say, hey, look at, if you're having a tough time figuring out what color to pick, because you know, you did it so long, Mark, consumers have a tough time. Yeah. They look at 2,000, 3,000 colors in a color display and they get confused. So we want to help our retailers when they're interacting with the consumer, say, hey, look, let me steer you in a direction. Here's what the manufacturers are seeing. This is what true value manufacturing is seeing from a color standpoint that might, might help you think through your color decision for your room. So for us, it's all about helping that retailer and that consumer you know, get the right color for their home. So speaking of supporting independent retailers, 
you know, in general, since the beginning of the pandemic has been a, a wonderful time for independent paint. And I know hardware is a big piece of your business, independent paint and, and hardware dealers. Tell me, what is your research showing in terms of the long-term outlook for the independent retailer now that the, the playing field has shifted around so much? I've shared this with a lot of our colleagues here, Mark, and you and I actually have talked a little bit about it too. I, I think the whole industry's changed. The, the pandemic has changed the industry forever. And what I mean by that is, you know, we see this new generation that has had this opportunity of buying their first home because of low interest rates. They're taking pride in their home. So they want to decorate it. And, and of course, decorating a home, starting with paint, you know, is an easy way of making that home feel like your home. So that the new generation, my son just bought a house uh, about three or four months ago, and I know he's decorating it and, and making it his home. Now, along with that, uh, because of the pandemic, everyone was at home for such a long time. And nothing better, you know, than putting a fresh coat of, of, of paint on your walls and uplifting that spirit. Um, and so we've all had the advantage of, of consumers being home for so long and saying, hey, I want to upgrade. And by the way, in most cases, you know, Mark, a home is the most valuable asset that, that, yep. that many people have. So why not keep it up and why not keep it fresh? And paint is just one way of doing that. So, um, And does your research show that this industry is going to be able to maintain this robust pace and, and will independents continue to participate in that? Oh, for sure, the independence. The, the future is so bright for the independence right now because um, consumers are looking to their experts in their local communities to help them, you know, with a hardware selection, a tool that they need, and paint that they need. So uh, we see this going on. I, I can't say for how long, but the, the future is very, very bright. And we're not going to see the growth that we all experienced last year, but what we are yeah. going to see is steady growth. And, you know, the more this younger generation gets home ownership and experiments with changing the look and the feel of their place to make it their, that's going to go on. I don't know the stats in terms of what the spending power is of the new generation compared right. to Mark, our generation. But what I'm hearing is it's, a, it's, substantial compared to even our generation. You know, I, I wrote something in a blog recently uh, that I had shared from a marketing intelligence firm. 90% of consumers surveyed said that they have changed their buying habits as consumers since the onset of the pandemic, 90%. And at first, you know, you think, well, that's a big number, but if everybody's changing, how does that benefit independent retailers? But the way I look at it, John, is independent retailers are, you know, 25, 20, 25, 30% of the market, depending on where you are in the uh, United States. And, but for sure, no matter what, they're the smaller piece compared to company-owned stores and big box stores. And so if, if all of a sudden you throw everything up in the air and 90% of the consumers are changing their behavior, that's an advantage for the guy who was smallest coming into that experience, right? Because everybody else has got more at risk than, than you do. Yeah. And, and so I feel like this is a tremendous opportunity for independent retailers. It is. And, you know, the other um, element to this is it's, it puts the onus on us as a, as a paint manufacturer to 
to as the consumers changing, the retailer has to change, and it's our job to provide the retailer with tools they need, like training, like helping them with color, making sure that they have all the tools they need. So when they're in front of the consumer, albeit face to face or even through e-commerce models, that we're telling the right story and helping that consumer make the right choices that they want for their home. And so I'm actually, it's interesting you mentioned training because I'm in the process of putting together a, a podcast episode, probably won't be for another month or two, about what training, you know, companies are, are all now, that seems to be the corporate buzz, buzzword training. And, and so what, what is True Value doing differently as far as training their dealers than they were, you know, a few years ago? Yeah, so what we're doing differently is we're investing more in training. Our 2022 plan uh, that's not finalized yet, but we have a, an enhanced uh, uh, resources in that plan to go back out to the field, you know, either face-to-face through our True Value University and through other different curriculum to stay in front of the retailers and provide them with the necessary tools they need. The retailers also change, right, Mark? You know, I yeah. mean, they've had to hire lots of folks. We haven't been able to be out in those stores, especially last year, this year, much, much more. So we want to stay in front of these new associates that the retailers are hiring and, and making sure that they have the confidence to, to uh, meet that consumer coming into the store. Also, the, the you know, you and I, these, these phones uh, yeah. is we're My really- personal gonna, addiction. Right, we're trying to get some good training now. Um, even if they're they're a minute and a half segments for associates in the store to to get the days of going to a training class like you and I used to go to for a day or two or three days, and I think those days are kind of gone. Yeah, uh, gone. no one wants to sit and listen to it. But but what they do want is they want the technology on their phone. And um, so we're working very hard to get that implemented uh, next year. You know, it's interesting. My daughter, Miranda uh, Buckwheat, I call her for anybody who follows along on my blogs. Uh, My daughter, Buck, is 23 years old and she's an adult. She works. She's got a career. She's doing well, but she still has the attention span developed as a kid. And I don't think anybody in this generation uh, seems to be growing out of that. So, you know, if, if you've got anything that you want to say to anybody in this country, basically under the age of 40, you'd better say it in about 90 seconds, because after that, you know, I, I think they've lost interest. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So we've had to adapt and we want our retailers to adapt and uh, we want to provide them with the, the necessary tools to train their associates and, and educate the consumer coming in the store. And so that training, is, is that geared towards the retailer themselves? Is that geared towards the uh, employees? What does that uh, program look like? You know, it, it starts with the retailer, you know, the owner really buying in that this is, uh, they've seen it, they feel it, they feel the pressure of kind of lack of staff and hiring new people. So it starts with, for us, uh, of thinking about how do we help that retailer uh, meet the needs that they're they're. Uh, facing in terms of getting the right staff. Once we get that buy-in from from the owner of the store, it's really about then saying, hey, how can we uh, transfer this knowledge that we have 
about the marketplace and about our paint products and our hardware products, all the SKUs that we sell into the hands of your associates. We wanna give the associates confidence. We want them to have confidence that when the consumers are coming in, that they want to get over and support and help them in that project need, you know, and the way they get confidence is by having the right training. So, you know, it, it really does start with the owner because the owner of the operation has to buy into it, yeah. but it really needs to boil down all the way to the associate who's meeting that consumer coming in. You know, I've consulted with a lot of independent retailers over the course of my career and, and almost to a, a man or a woman, they all uh, make the same claim, which I think is, it has a lot of validity, which is that uh, the in-person shopping experience at an independent retailer of paint or anything really, uh, you know, is significantly improved over the shopping experience at the big, big box stores. And that's true if the employees that you hire are prepared for those interactions, uh, then of course it's true. If they're not prepared through proper training, then all you have is a smaller, maybe easier to navigate store, but you're not creating a better shopping experience. Yeah, you know, Mark, once we find that local expert, whether it be in the hardware store, the paint and decorating store, or even in a restaurant, you know, uh, Julie and I, my wife and I like to go to independent restaurants and it's because we find that expert you know that really yeah. you know kind of can tailor that menu a little bit to to what we really like and i think it's the same thing in retail today so you know uh we we need to make sure that the consumers needs are being taken care of and and the associates are really considered experts in these stores and so what's coming in the future for true value and and the uh, true value paint dealers the general paint dealers well you know, let, let me just start with our, our um, overall strategy is to help every independent retailer be a paint destination in their local community, albeit a, a true value hardware store, an independent hardware store, an independent paint and decorating retailer. That's really our mission. And we're going to do that in, in really three ways. First, we want to make sure that we continue to have the highest quality products. And we break that down in saying that quality is something that you, we really want to define. We define quality as having products that are good for your home, that are safe for your home, that are good for the environment. And we want to make sure that our products are good for the family, right? So, you know, Mark, we, you know, basically two thirds of a gallon evaporates internally, you know, over That's time right. here. And, and so we focus very heavily on on making sure that our products have the right raw materials in it that, that make it safe, uh, as safe as possible for consumers. We work very, very closely with uh, allergy standards and our products, uh, our key products are certified by Asthma and Allergy Foundation. And they put these products of ours through rigorous testing, VOC, toxicology, and then performance. So we're going to continue with that. That is a cornerstone for us. We also moved to 100% plastic container about two years ago. We're using recycled plastic to put our core products in, latex products in, and we're going to stick with that. And I think you're going to see more and more of that in the industry as, as you know, pricing of, of tin plate and, and metal goes up. Um, plastic's going up as well. You know, having recycled plastic, um, 
you know, made in the United States here is core to us and we're going to do that. And then we're going to continue to invest in training. And I know we just got done talking about training, but we, we have to get our message out. And the way you do that is by training the associates and, and being enthusiastic day in and day out about your product. You know, one of the things that I, I like to share with dealers is there's more than one way to add sort of usable uh, man hours to the schedule, right? The, the easy way to think of is, you know, I, I have to add a person. If I hire a man or a woman, I have 40 more hours available to me at my counter. And, and of course, it's hard to argue with that, right? But in a, in a time of, of extreme labor shortages where hiring is very difficult and, and now costly, you know, if you can train your employees how to do things a little faster, how to understand your sales process a little better so that it can be just as positive of an experience for the customer, but take 10% less time. If you can do stuff like that, you're adding man hours to your schedule. And, and that's free, right? You're, you're, you're buying them anyway, so you may, as well, you may as well get the most out of them. Yeah, you're, you're so right, Mark. And it's like what you're doing with all your podcasts, which I really enjoy uh, listening to. It's also, I think, about creating a fun culture, right? Yeah. You know, you have labor shortages, labor's expensive today, but you know what? If you create, if you have the desire to have a positive culture in your store, in this facility here, there's no question about it. Employees are going to think twice about leaving. They don't want to risk that feeling of going homely. I made a difference today. You know, I contributed to the company's overall financial health, you know. Yep. And at a time when hiring employees is, is really challenging for everybody from large manufacturers all the way down to, you know, smaller independent retailers, hanging on to your existing employees uh, has to be your number one priority. And so creating an environment where they feel valued is, is one way to do that. And, and adding training to the mix is one way to make them feel valued. So I, I applaud you guys for what you're doing. Yeah, thanks. You know, just one more point on that. You know, Mark, uh, with, your, with your children and, and just like mine, our legacy, right, is to leave this, <laughs> leave this world in a little better place. And we, we hope to do that through our children. And I think about that as well in business. Um, I, I think that our job in, in, a, in a business setting is to leave the organization, the, the industry in a little better position than when we started many years ago. And so uh, I take that very seriously and, and um, you know, th that's my goal. Fabulous. Well, what a great way to end it. John Vanderpool, president of uh, General Paint and True Value Manufacturing. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Mark. It's really been a pleasure and it's an honor to be with you today.